five in five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? What's Welcome going to on? And we are back and we are better than ever. We're doing it. We're COVID sync casting. <laughs> We're COVID sync casting. What makes that different than regular sync casting? Well, for starters, I'm looking at you guys via Zoom as opposed to oh, in our right. normal room. And I haven't been outside in, I think, two days. <laughs> <laughs> That's no good. That's no good, bro. Not good at all, man. Yes. Yeah, so here we are. We're quarantined and we're podcasting. And man, I've just really enjoyed this. I'm so glad to see you guys, even if it's on a little screen. And hopefully, if you're listening to this, my hope, and I think all three of our hopes and prayers, is that this would be a little bit of a joy, <clears throat> a little bit of joy for you uh, in a crazy time. That you can just uh, have a little fun with us and get to know us a little better. And then ultimately that we can grow together and our community community can grow. I'm struggling over here. Are you going to be okay? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm fine. Okay. So uh, starting off, let's just start off a, a few things. Uh, first off, what if we check in? Okay. So okay. a quick little check in. Uh, and I've got, a, I've got, I've come prepared with questions for you guys. Whoa. All right. So first check-in question is I want a beard check-in. All right. People can't see us, but why don't you give us a play by play of what your beard is like right now? Starting with you, Dave. Yeah. Well, uh, somehow over the course of a couple of weeks, I'm pretty sure my beard is thinning actually. I think I'm the uh, I think I'm the Benjamin Button of beard growing, so uh, it's not going great at the moment. Pretty sure I'm going to lose this competition. Oh, Dave, that's all right. That's just your it's just your honor and your dignity that yeah happens. yeah those can be redeemed maybe yeah somehow. Uh, my beard, I measure it by, and this is might be a little bit too revealing. I take. <laughs> I take two fingers and I put those two fingers at the bottom of my chin and I grab the that and then with my thumb, that's how I gauge the length. Like if it sticks out past those two fingers, then I'm like, oh, I need to shave or trim. It's way past that now. And <laughs> secret time? Secret time? Secret. Yeah, yeah. Nobody. This is just between us. Secret time? I found a white beard hair. <laughs> oh, dude, that's the dream. That's the dream right there. I it out so fast. I was like, this thing needs to die ASAP. So... I don't even care if I lose on the gray portion. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> you need to document that on Instagram, man. <laughs> Just you be you, bro. You be you. So have you guys trimmed at all? I've trimmed a little bit like on the cheeks, like up towards the eyes, but I haven't done anything with like the main beard, if that makes sense. Oh, wow. Just classic treat cheek trim. How about you, Dave? <laughs> yeah, nature trims for me, so it just magically goes away. <laughs> Using the nature yeah. trim. Uh, yeah, I've been trimming my neck, but I need to do my lip. <laughs> Again, this is secret. Uh, this is just TMI. Just between you and us. Yes. Yeah. My my mustache beard part is just, it, it intermingles with my food as I chew on it. <laughs> and it's just a horrible horrible experience so i need to work on that uh, i've also transitioned to beard oil oh. because uh that just feels like the most manly thing i can do and it is 
I, awesome. I bought some as well, but it hasn't come in yet because shipping's like it might between it may arrive <laughs> between today and April like thirtieth. I'm like, oh come on. Isn't that funny? Like that's one of the the things I think we're all realizing is like what we take for granted. And now if you go to Amazon, you're like, are you serious? Five days I have to wait? <laughs> no prime at all? What is this? Is it even worth having in five days? No. I don't even know if I'm going to want it in five days. It's an eternity. Uh, okay, great check-in. A uh, couple other questions to just start off. I'm sure everybody's curious for you guys uh, as they're dealing with their own stuff. Uh, but in the past week since we last did the podcast, a couple questions. Uh, any new struggles? Just things that you're you're battling with. It's been hard in the COVID world. And then uh, uh, what is a silver lining thing that you've observed in the past week? That you're just like, yeah, but this is, this is a silver lining. How about you, Mark? I, sh- I struggled pretty hard Sunday and maybe a little bit yesterday as well, where I just felt cooped up. I I was really missing just my daily, my normal routine, my drive to work, my, you know, just daily life. And it didn't help that I'm trying to take the like shelter in place super seriously. So like I'm trying not to go outside. And if I do, it's like I go to the grocery store maybe once a week and I'm like full on like change my clothes afterwards, shower, like wear gloves and stuff whenever I touch something. So I'm trying really hard to not go outside but because of that i feel like it's doing something weird with my brain where i'm just like i feel like an animal in a cage a little bit of just like looking outside the window and like wishing you know i could go outside safely which of course we can like we're allowed to do that at this point but um yeah that's been a little bit hard but i think because of that when i have been able to get outside it's been so sweet like the weather's starting to warm up a little bit today uh, I was able to go on a walk a little bit earlier. I went on a run a couple of days ago and j- that has just been so sweet. Like yeah. I, I saw a kind of a funny internet meme yesterday or two days ago where it was like a guy, I don't know, talking to like his grandpa or something like that. And he was just like, grandpa, why do you like sitting outside? And the meme was like, oh, because there was a time where I couldn't do this. And at first I was just wow. like, oh, typical like millennials blowing things out of proportion. But then like when I really thought about it, I was like, well, yeah, I don't know. We don't know how long this could last for. We don't know, you know, the the lasting implications of this, but I'm hoping that one of that will be like one of the the things that will come with this. Well, people will just really appreciate being able to go through normal life or what we thought was normal before this again. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That's great. How about you, uh, D stall? Yeah. Last week I just hit, I just felt super just lazy last week. I think the, you know, the first week I was pretty, um, I was mostly motivated, ready to go and get things done and accomplished. And last week, I just felt super lazy. Um, So just trying to work through that um, was rough last week. The other rough thing was uh, I still have not won the Super Bowl on Madden. So that's been really frustrating and a struggle. Jeez, man. Uh, I think... Just your honor and your dignity. It's it's killing me right now. Um, I think the, uh, I mean, for me, the silver lining is just that, I mean, even though, um, I think one of the things that I'm able to really work on is kind of self-discipline in this time. Cause even working through the laziness, is just a, something that's caused me to just decide and choose to be more self-disciplined and just, um, just 
uh, just kind of make that choice, just work harder towards um, that thing, which is good because, I mean, self-discipline is one of the things I was hoping and trying to work on in general. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. And here in a little bit, we're going to be talking about spiritual disciplines, which is uh, really what you're talking about self-disciplines that we can put into place. And so I just love that. I think that's, we, we've all said this at some point, but this is one of the the great things that we can take from a, a, a quarantine crisis time is as we can put some uh, awesome habits into place. Uh, for me, yeah, the new struggle I've battled this week is I would just say a general funk that I was under. Uh, I think I'm coming out of it. Uh, but yeah, even Sunday. Sunday is usually a pretty clear-headed, fun day for me. I, I get excited about preaching uh, on Sunday nights, and it's just—I think all of the the accumulation of everything we're we're going through, uh, week four really just sits in, like set in. I'm just like, oh shoot, there's not going to be anybody at San Kang. Uh, there's no not going to be anybody in the parking lot. Um, just all of these different things. Like I'm not going to see anybody in person tomorrow except for my family. And and so just a little bit of funk. I think, I, again, I think I'm coming out of that a little bit. I think to your point, Mark, for me getting outside so big and so just being able to take a run and get out in nature has helped me get out of that a little bit. Uh, but the silver lining that I've observed so far this week, some of you guys might have seen this on my Instagram or our devotion yesterday, but I... <laughs> This was my wife's idea, but we're doing all these Zoom meetings at home. I decided yesterday to smoke some ribs just while I was working on my Zoom meetings. I just sat outside right by my smoker and and cooked them, and, and it just feels like that's one thing we can all do during this time is we can find something that just gives us a little life, even if it's silly like that. That's just fun and uh, a little life-giving. Can and, I ask what about that gives you life? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, definitely the eating part. <laughs> the result <laughs> is great. It, it turned out really good. Lori and I ate it last night. And that's honestly, that's where the original idea from her came from. She was just like, I'm sick of eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Can we like actually have a good meal? Yeah. So definitely that, but yeah, it's more the process for me. I've talked about that before. Like that's why I like woodworking and even music. Um, I just love the process of like, oh, you got to find, you got to keep it at the right temperature, got to put a good rub on it and you got to hold it at that temperature. And it's also, it's a little bit of an art because it's like, uh, you're trying to find the right timing and, uh, all that kind of stuff. So, and then being outside again, just going back to what you originally said, it was just fun to sit outside and do zoom meetings as opposed to being stuck in my room. So that was good. That was good. Uh, well, uh, we're going to go to a, a new segment that we're calling Know Your Sank Staff. And I think we could even shorten that. We could just call it Know Your Your Stank. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't worry. I'm, I'm going to edit that out. I'll definitely edit that out. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to. Uh, before we go to that segment, uh, one quick announcement I want to make is – we're going to try to have Sankang this Sunday night. I'm going to post on social media's a Google Hangout link that you guys can join. And at 6 p.m. 
I'm going to ask you to have some dinner, a snack with you, and I'm going to be in the lobby where we usually have St. Cain, and we're just going to hang out together. We're going to check in, you know, depending on how many people we have, we'll just take turns, like, seeing how everybody's doing, and then we'll just spend some time in prayer nice. before, before we do our Facebook Live service. So just wanted you all to know about that. So excited for that. Okay, fun. so, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. We're trying. We're trying new things, experimenting. So, so this is Know Your Sank Staff, not the other thing I said. Uh, so <laughs> let's just go around. Uh, we would love for you guys just to get to know us a little better during this time. And uh, the question is, what is your guilty pleasure TV show, movie, or musician? This is one of my favorite questions to ask anybody. What's your guilty pleasure? And so it doesn't actually mean like you're, you feel ashamed of it, but it's just something that like you know you're not supposed to love. It's not critically acclaimed. People would make fun of you, but you just still can't help it. You love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. D-Stall, what's yours, man? I'm excited. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's hard cuz I don't I don't feel I don't really feel guilty about anything about it, so it's like that's hard. I mean, Justin Bieber, dude. Like, I guess that's the there one that everyone gives me um crap for, but I freaking love I love the Beebs, dude. I am a believer straight up. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Beebs, too. Dude. dude, two believers in the room right now? Dang, I didn't know that. No, I hear what you, yeah, the question is, you don't actually have to feel guilty. It's just like what society or culture would deem as uh, you should feel ashamed for. And I just want to confirm that I think you should be ashamed. For <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, hey, dude, he's got some bangers, as the kids say. Yeah. What's yours, Adam? I've got many. I've got a lot. I like a lot of stuff that's goofy. I think the one, it might, it's a little outdated now because they took it off air a couple of years ago, but I really got into the show Project Runway with my wife. Yeah. It's a show about- With your wife. Uh, I saw those air quotes. <laughs> it's a show uh, about uh, designers, uh, like essentially they usually design dresses. I mean, they do other kind of clothes too. But she she dragged me in years ago, and I was like, are you serious? And we watched like a few episodes, and I was just hooked. And every year it came out, I would just get so excited. Like, And I'd try to speak the language, you know? I'd be like, yeah, that's definitely, that's an A-line right there. And I don't think he really, <laughs> he didn't really nail the sewing on that. Uh, like any reality show, you just instantly become an expert. Like <laughs> the cooking shows where you're just like, yeah, no, that's. I can tell it's not fluffy enough right there. Uh, yeah, so that's mine. How about you, Mark? There's two that come to mind. I'm not a real big TV guy. Uh, yeah, we know. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm all team YouTube all day, every day. <laughs> and so uh, there are two people that I love to follow on YouTube. Uh, they're both, they both have to do with fishing, which if you didn't know, that's one of my biggest hobbies. Uh, one guy's name is John B. And he just, he fishes and he's, he reminds me a lot of my brother, and so that's why I kind of watch him. Uh, and there's another guy named Marling Bates, and he just actually makes baits from scratch. Like, he's a lure maker, and so he's just, like, in his garage, like, zero production value. Uh, in his garage, his dog's barking. He's just chipping away at wood in time-lapse <laughs> and then airbrushing it and then, you know, 
dipping it in acrylic or whatever and it's just fascinating to me to see so those are my two yeah so when you get on youtube do you just let the cue just sort of play out and you just see what happens next or you no like how does that methodical oh what a surprise yep Yep. there's no room for chance i I have (laughs) i have a strategy on which videos i have like like been waiting to watch i have the suggested and i'm like nah i'm gonna suggest my own suggestions thank you very much youtube yeah youtube i've got a spreadsheet for that already yeah. you know yeah, there's algorithms that you don't even know about that i've created <laughs> that's hilarious okay uh well thanks for sharing uh that's just uh yeah a little fun to know a little more about us uh i would love to hear what those are for you guys uh but you're not here with us right now uh, maybe we can ask on instagram or something uh, well, let's finish up by talking just uh, a little more of uh, something that can be a helpful tool for all of us in our community during this time and really beyond this time. Uh, but occasionally we, we want to talk about a spiritual discipline and just sort of break it down and how it can apply to our lives. And we did this a few weeks ago. We talked about simplicity, which was really helpful for me, at least. And today, uh, we want to talk about a spiritual discipline. This is another one that's just not commonly talked about, like scripture reading or prayer. Uh, But it's one that I think we all can really work on during our quarantine time. So, you guys ready for this spiritual discipline? Yeah. Can I get a spiritual discipline drum roll, please? (laughs) That's not super effective. Okay, so the discipline this week, we're going to talk about silence. Silence, okay? The spiritual discipline of silence. Let me read the definition of it, and then I'd just love to hear some quick quick thoughts from you guys, what, what pops in your mind when you hear. And this is the definition for the word silence or for the spiritual discipline silence? Great question. Yeah, this is the spiritual discipline of silence. Okay. So this is the definition for that. Uh, yeah, not just the word. So this is what it means to discipline yourself in this way. Closing off our souls from sounds, whether noise, music, or words, so that we may better still the inner chatter and clatter. I would call that clutter. I think I spelled that wrong. Uh, The inner uh, chatter and clutter of our noisy hearts and be increasingly attentive to God. So, quick thoughts from you guys interesting david your thoughts um yeah i think i think silence is huge i actually personally believe silence actually goes hand in hand with prayer um something that something i was convicted of i heard this sermon a long time ago um that just really just convicted me and changed my um, perspective on prayer is like, we talk about prayer as like, it's a conversation with God. Um, And I just think of like, when, when I'm praying, like I oftentimes am just the only one talking and it's actually the silence is important to me. And why why silence is so important is because that's how we hear God's voice. When we stop talking, when we stop letting things distract. That's where we actually can hear from God, and that's where we actually enter into into prayer. Like because it's it's supposed to be a conversation. Dude, that's great. That's a great word. I think a lot of us fall into that trap of 
just a one-way conversation of like, here's what I need from you, God. Here's my list of things I'm presenting to you. And now I'm going to go about my day. So there you go. That's great. How about you, Mark? It's immediately convicting for me. (laughs) Same here. Same here. am a big proponent of always either having music on in the background. Uh, my excuse is because another fun fact, I actually have tinnitus or tinnitus, depending on how you say that word. So my ears constantly ring. And so I need a little bit of music on in order to. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what I love about that definition is that you are doing something. Um, you're closing off our souls from sound from sounds. And I like how that's kind of air quoted, whether that's noise or music or words, or I could even take that as external, anything, external stimulus, the world Mm -hmm. outside, uh, problems. Um, it could be maybe a shift in perspective or focus off of, you know, negative things towards, you know, a blank slate of letting God kind of speak and, and minister to ourselves when we enter into that space. So I love that it is a, and like a practical step of, okay, this is a posture that I'm going to have. And I am then entering into expectation that the chatter and the noise will, will kind of subside and we can give more attention to God because, because of that. So that's great, man. What a cool definition. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, you guys are super smart, by the way. Uh, just really on top of it. Love your thoughts. Um, here's a couple of scriptures that sort of help root this definition and this discipline. Uh, the first one comes from Isaiah 30, verse 15. And this is so good. It says, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust uh, shall be your strength. It's got really good. And then Psalm uh, 62 Verses 1 and 5 says this, For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. And so that, again, just sort of uh, just brings about this need for that. I I think uh, in both instances, we see sort of what you said, David, of like uh, what the psalmist says, For God alone, my soul waits in silence. There's a little bit of uh, we're not silent just for nothing, but we're silent because we believe God is near. And uh, we believe we're always in conversation with God. He always wants to speak. Uh, so like you, Mark, I this was just super convicting to me. Even the definition alone, as I just read through it, I'm like, oh, wow. Noise, music, words, mm-hmm. inner chatter and clutter, noisy hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's like all the time. So I just wanted to break that down a little bit. Uh, and get real practical of uh, just some of these barriers we have when it comes to being silent and then how we can, how we can uh, battle those obstacles. So the first one I thought of is screens, of course. And it's really interesting to talk about screens in a time like this, because on one hand, I think we're all, I I guess I should just speak for myself. I am developing a, a deeper appreciation for screens, uh, more than I have in a, in a long time. Cause I think I've been one of the ones that really, uh, obviously I've enjoyed them to a certain degree, but I've just really mostly s- seen the negative of them. Uh, but this, this time period with uh, the quarantine has just really made me thankful to God of like, man, thank you for giving us technology. Like I'm talking to you guys right now and we can see each other and converse. I can see my, uh, my mom and she can see her grandkids mm. 
So just really seeing like, wow, okay, these are amazing things. And they're sort of like our life raft right now, I would say, like for church. That's the main way we're having church on Facebook Live. And so really good. But then, of course, even in this time, there's just a negative to them. And and this is, I'll just speak for myself, and then I'm curious what you guys think. Uh, so I was off Instagram for a few months, and I got back on Instagram for this season mm-hmm. to really be present. Um, and it's only been, what, three weeks? And already my thumb is just habitually searching for Instagram on my phone. Yeah. Just open I just open it up uh, for no reason. I'm hanging out with Jude and I just open it up, just scroll through stories, double tap all everything I can. And and it just it's crazy how quickly I've reverted back and I just constantly uh, am in need of like constant noise, constant thoughts, co- constant distractions. So that's the first thing that popped my mind is just the conversation with screens. So curious if you guys deal with that at all and how you approach it. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's an interesting distinction to be made too is when when you mentioned screens, my mind immediately went to the Facebook, the Instagram, you know, TikTok, uh, YouTube, all of the things that can be seen as a distraction. But all the things that you mentioned about screens that were positive were all personal connection whether that's connection to people oh, through yep, meetings, yep. connection to people through, you know, connection, our community via live service connection to your, your mom. And, and so I think that's one of the upsides to it. But for me, that's a, a small percentage of screen time as opposed to the other distraction. And so similar to you, I also got back on Instagram to, to be more connected in this season. And I feel like it's the same for me as well, where you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to scroll. I'm, I'm checking things. I'm seeing notifications. My mind's habitually, you know, distracted by, did I miss something? And I hate that. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be, I think I just need a little bit of time to recalibrate and to, for my mind to make the distinction of, okay, screens can be good if used for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. yeah. How about you, dude? Yeah. I, um, when I think of screens, I actually, I actually think of, you know, I go straight to like Netflix or TV or video oh, yeah. games and those things. And, um, and I think it's all just, I think it's just personal conviction. A lot of the times I think for me personally, like there's nothing wrong, you know, there'll be days where I get home and like, I just need to sit in front of my TV and do nothing and just let my brain kind of like go blank for a, a little while. Um, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's actually, yeah, it's actually in some ways healing to me um it's actually me taking care of myself but then there's a level where uh it does get in the way it gets in the way of me hanging out with other people of me connecting with other people um gets in the way of me connecting with god and giving him that time and i think that's kind of where i think it's a personal conviction thing but i think when it gets in the way of you either being able to connect with uh god or other people that you're around um that's where it kind of causes that's where it gets dangerous right like you know even in this right. time like a couple of times played a game over zoom with some friends and stuff like that and you know sometimes in the game like people are taking their turns or doing things and i just catch myself like grabbing my phone and like going to like gra- like scroll through things mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. like when when screens get to the point where you're 
um, rejecting the people around you, rejecting God, that's where it gets uh, dangerous, in my opinion. Yeah, and and that's a great distinction, too, because I think Christianity, we have a tendency to immediately label something as good or bad, (laughs) black or white. Um, I think of a family I grew up uh, close to in my church, and they wouldn't let their uh, none of their family would watch TV, which, you know, that's their own uh, personal rules, and that's totally fine. But it, we have that tendency sometimes to say, well, Netflix is bad, or Instagram is bad, or vice versa, this is good. And and just to remember exactly what you said, it's, it's, it's neither bad nor good. It's a tool. Technology, all of it is a tool. It's, it's how we use it, how we engage in it. So it's a great point. Uh, next sort of thought for me, and I think this is with any spiritual discipline, what, what a spiritual discipline does is really helps us dig deeper if we'll allow ourselves to go deeper. And I think the next step for all of us is then to ask, what is the why behind my attraction to these things, my distraction? Uh, why do I want to keep my mind so busy? And uh, I think of a few reasons it could be, and these are coming from my own personal experience. Um, but one of the reasons might be we want to silence the voices of fear or anxiety. You know, if that's something you're dealing with and, you know, you're just constantly battling. Uh, I've got a friend uh, here in the Bay Area who who essentially told me the same thing. Uh, she was like, I just can't be alone. Uh, if, if my friends aren't around, I'll go find another friend. I'll have to turn the TV on. And she uh, was pretty honest. She was like, that's because I'm just constantly battling my thoughts and they just scare me to death. And so that could be it. Uh, it could be like I know some some friends who battle with sort of self-hatred or just uh, dissatisfied with who they are. And so it's just scary to be alone with your own self and think about that. Uh, it could be anger. You could just be really cynical at the world, just frustrated, ticked off. Um, so... Uh, I, I think a next step for all of us is to really ask why. Like, why do I need this video game right now? Why do I need this music? Uh, maybe it, sometimes it's just like, oh, I just need a little calming. I needed a little moment of distraction. That's fine. But why for me, uh, bring it back to myself, like why am I feeling this habitual need to be on Instagram constantly during this time? And I think if if I'm really honest, it's just battling uh, all of these different, um, I wouldn't even call them fears at this point, just the unknown that's going on in our world right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just easier to go to like my friend's story who's doing something stupid and just think about that. So uh, love to hear you guys' thoughts on sort of the why. It's, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts. I'm not really sure where I'm going to land with it. So this might just be a little bit of word vomit, but I think it it's mostly a like it's a lifestyle thing for me. I think more so than it is immediately like I'm trying to battle anxiety or I'm trying to battle, you know, this or that. It's just a my lifestyle, good or bad, has wired me to always be needing to do something. So just being able to sit there and not do anything feels weird. It feels unproductive. It feels lazy. It feels like if yeah, it just feels bad. And so I think that's something that I need to work through more is just, okay, what, you know, I I need to be okay with 
not doing things or not feeling like I, I'm taking a step towards, you know, getting more followers or taking a step towards like, you know, watching this show so I can, you know, talk about it and make a meme or something like that. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. I just need to be better with being able to just sit and be still. And that in itself is instead of a distraction is a way for me to connect with God or hear from God as opposed to, oh, I'll do that when I have my Bible study or I'll do that when I pray tonight before I go to sleep. Like it will be a way to keep that constant conversation going like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's a little more just habitual with you. It's your routine. Yeah, Yeah, it's just routine to always be doing something. I mean, if you look at like our calendar day to day, it is like, I mean, I'm in meetings constantly. I'm, I'm going from thing to thing, doing this to that, trying to make sure that, you know, I'm the, I have the most productive hours when I can. And then when, I don't know, when I do get some downtime, it's just like, okay, what do I do now? I feel like I need to be doing something, whether that's, I'm actually thinking that or, you know, that's just kind of the subconscious wiring that I have. So I don't know, David, what do you think about it? Yeah, I would, I would pretty much echo exactly what you said. I think they're, I think it's, Part of it's just how, um, I would even say maybe culture, I would okay. even say culture does it. Um, I think, I, th- I don't know how to really put this in the words, but I think there's a level of it too, where at least for me, it has to do with control. Like it has to do with mm-hmm. like me being in control of my, my, my life and my time and my decisions. And, um, like if I'm sitting doing nothing, I don't feel like I'm using my time as best as I could or should be, or I'm making the best of what I'm doing. So I think there's some level of control in there that, that, uh, that makes it hard for me to keep, um, silent and still. Yeah. What would you say then is your biggest obstacle to being silent? I think for me, there's a lot of control, but I'm, uh, I'm curious to see what you, what you think as well. Yeah. I I mean, I think it's, I think it's a control and, and, and to take it for just the spiritual practice of of uh, of 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 silence, I think the biggest obstacle for that is me just, in many ways, trusting God and me being prideful. It's just, um, you know, one of the verses that has always been encouraging to me that uh, that talks about silence is in Exodus. Um, it said the God says, like, you know, even in our silence, He's fighting for us. And I think that's, that's encouraging, but it's also hard for me to like, remember that, that like, I don't have to be doing everything. I don't have to be like constantly going, um, because God is there fighting for me. Um, so it's like, yeah, as much as that's encouraging, that's also hard. And that's probably, probably myself is the hardest, hardest obstacle that I have to face, um, to being silent. Absolutely. And so have you ever practiced being silent before? Yeah, I, there was a, um, and I still, I still do this a good amount, but, um, we, I mean, being in the Bay area, I think we all sit in our cars a ton. And so Mm -hmm. there was a season where I was just over noise around me. And so I just, I would just sit in silence in my car, um, and I loved it. And it was just great. The, you know, the thoughts that would go through my head, the conversations that I would have with God, just listening to him and stuff. Um, so that was the, probably the closest I've gone to practicing, uh, 
that's not the closest. That's one of the ways I've practiced. Um, silence is just taking advantage of, of times where I guess that kind of has helped the control of like, I'm, I'm still doing something I need to do in driving, but also I'm like intentionally taking those, that time to, to be silent and to be as still as possible. That's good. I, I don't, I don't remember the last time I actually, I, I've done this recently, but there was one time in college, uh, it was, I think one of my, my fourth or fifth years, uh, in school. And I, I took a solo backpacking trip where I went out for the night by myself and I just went out to the redwoods, basically I hiked like a mile and a half or two miles in camped by this little Creek in the redwood forest, uh, in Big Sur and just brought some scripture with me. And it was incredible like it was it was really profound really changing like i heard from god in in ways that i hadn't before and i really came out from that experience um with a lot of just just nearness feeling a nearness to god but then also trying to to remember and recalibrate on how can i work in practices like this daily where are there are there times in my day where i can schedule out silence and i think in a time like this where we get to kind of reinvent our our day we get we get a new normal we get a blank slate and how we as a community can can try to seek god in silence so i'm super excited to try to practice this with everyone i guess that would be kind of a challenge for for us in our community this week would be you know setting setting a daily time for silence um you know this isn't a time for a bible study it's not time um, for fidgeting, it's not time to read, but really just sitting and being silent with God. Uh, that might be hard for people. You might have roommates, you might have, you know, distractions around you, but uh, as best as you can, let's take silence as as meaning distraction. Silence is meaning not necessarily noise. You have to be in a silent place, but try to silence your heart, your minds, your thoughts, and try to center yourself um, around a posture that is open-handed in order to be hearing from God. So as best we can, no screens, you know? And so I'm curious to see if people try this, we'd love to, to, to kind of, you know, get behind everyone and, and hear your, hear what's going on in your lives, how God has been talking to you changes, um, that you might be hearing, uh, or changes you might, you know, God might be putting into your, your life post COVID maybe, I don't know. You could get some realization about, you know, once this is over, what could happen? Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know. David, any final thoughts on silence? Yeah, I just, I'm excited to hear um, other people's, you know, how other people cho- choose to do this too. Um, I mean, that that really resonates. Um, you know, I love hearing that you, know, you went and took intentional time out in the woods and to do that, um, getting away from screens and people in life to where you're kind of, where it's only you and God. Um, and I'm just, I'm excited to hear how other what a what creative ways other people come up with um and just how we can learn from each other's ideas and each other's um practices and disciplines that they decide to take of silence yeah absolutely well i think david had uh david you had some great thoughts uh i think adam had to cut out maybe uh, go um i think jude might have woken up i don't know might have heard some baby screaming i'll try to cut that out in the background but again, Sank, this is something that we want to try to to pair with you in doing. So if you're going to practice this silence, this spiritual practice of silence, we'd love to hear from you. 
Uh, we might be posting around about social media about it. I think I'm going to be doing a takeover this week, whether that's tomorrow or Thursday. So oh, yeah. I'll try to incorporate this in my takeover time, my my day in the lifetime. So that should be super fun. Again, um, stay with us uh, as we're doing Bible studies. We're not doing them daily anymore, but we're going to try to get them as many as we can throughout the week. We're going to be switching up the times, so whether that's in the morning or at lunch. So be on the lookout for that on social media. Um, and then, David, uh, you guys have been doing a great job on Sunday night. So can you tell us, um, you know, if people haven't joined in a Sunday night service, what they can expect? Yeah, we've uh, been doing Facebook Live over Sunday nights. Uh, it's just been it's been really cool. We've we've missed seeing all your faces in person for sure, but it's been really cool to get to connect with you all. Just um, still over Facebook and the blessing of technology. Um, it's cool because we we do a little bit of worship together still, and then um, we dig into what's kind of been more conversational talks than it has been just like strict, you know, kind of like listening to sermons, which has been awesome. It's been just really cool getting to just chat with you guys over these things over the Facebook chat. So if you guys haven't joined us yet, um, we would love for you guys to join us Sunday night at seven on Facebook, um, Facebook live. And, um, and also tomorrow night we're doing a little worship night over Facebook live just to give whoever wants it the opportunity to kind of worship with, uh, take some midweek worship stuff just for, for fun, just to worship together outside. Dude, that would be so sweet. Nice. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I've appreciated most about the Facebook Live service as well is we're actually giving people time to chat during the message, like how, you know, and that's keeping keeping people engaged. I also think that it's giving people um, a chance for to participate, a chance to enter into the community to get together as well. So that's been awesome. I'm super excited for, for tomorrow night as well. So again, that will be on Facebook Live, Instagram Live? Uh, Facebook Live. Which one? Facebook Live. Facebook yeah. Live. Okay, sweet. So head out, head over to our Facebook page tomorrow night. Um, that's Wednesday, and then we will see everybody at our digital sync hang. Um, Adam's going to send out a link for that. Um, so we'll see you at six o'clock for our digital sync hang Sunday, and then seven o'clock Facebook Live for a message. Cool. All right, David, sing us out as usual. Our <laughs> outro song. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody, Later, guys.